Hello and welcome to the Lancet Oncology Podcast. My name is Marcia and I am a senior editor for the journal. Today we will be discussing a review published in the December 2019 issue on the global public and philanthropic investment in childhood cancer research from 2008 to 2016. The authors of the paper are Eva Locates and Elizabeth Fitchett from University College of London, Richard Sullivan from King's College London, and Rifat Atun from Harvard University, and who is here with me today. Thank you very much for agreeing to speak to us. Can you please tell us briefly why an analysis of global research funding for childhood cancer is a timely and important topic to address? What is the relationship between research funding for childhood cancer and cancer control? Yes. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to provide a comment on our forthcoming paper on global public and philanthropic investment in childhood cancer research. Uh, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge my uh, co-authors, Richard Sullivan, Professor Ris Richard Sullivan at uh, King's College London, and uh, doctors uh, Eva Lukaides and Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth Fitchett. In particular, Eva and Elizabeth did really outstanding analysis of the data, so I'd really like to congratulate them for their outstanding contributions. Um, so this is the first comprehensive analysis of research funding for childhood cancers. And we're able to analyze data from 2008 to 2016 inclusive, so nine years of data using Dimensions database, which provides a fairly comprehensive and standardized uh, data on grants by source and by application and by year. So we're able to compare and contrast the funding. Now, why is this research so timely? Well, I think three main reasons. First of all, we now know that uh, the incidence of childhood cancer, based on an earlier analysis we published in the Lancet Oncology, uh, is much higher than what was estimated to be previously. We estimated cancer incidence in children, number of new cases, to be 400,000 new cases each year. And we're also able to um, estimate that almost 90% of these cases occur in low and middle income countries. But we also demonstrated that 50% of these cases in Sub-Saharan Africa are not diagnosed. So a large number of cases are not diagnosed and huge number of children die needlessly. The second reason is because there's been quite a renaissance in treatment of children with cancer. In high-income countries, um, five-year net survival from many of the children's uh, cancers now reach 80%, which is quite remarkable. So the third reason is the number of children in low- and middle-income countries are actually increasing very rapidly, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. Unless we do something to translate the, the fruits of research in high-income countries to low- and middle-income countries, especially those with rising numbers of children, many children will continue to die. So hopefully our research will shed some light on what is happening and what could happen going forward. So what, what are the main or the key findings of your paper? Yes, so there are several important findings which we feel uh, should be important for, for policymakers to consider. The first is the quantification of funding. So we estimated in the nine-year period, the total funding was around $2 billion, which sounds a large amount, but actually spread over nine years. It's not that much. So on average, funding was 
uh, analysis of the Dimensions database plus additional analysis that we did, looking at funding from other sources and bibliometric analysis, we were able to estimate that annual, on average, uh, funding is around $307 million. It's not a large amount because just in, to in 2008, um, funding, for example, for adult cancers was $3.4 billion, and funding for HIV or malaria, actually funding for um, adult cancers was about $4.8 billion just by fifth for funding organizations in 2008 for which data are available. And then f just for HIV and for malaria, funding uh, amounts were $1.3 billion and $611 million for research and development in one year. So the amount for cancer, childhood cancer is actually very small relative to what other cancers are in adults are actually receiving, but also other conditions. That's not to say that there should be the funding from other conditions should be shifted to childhood cancers, but actually there should be greater investment uh, for childhood cancers. Yes, and actually lymphomas are a very interesting case that you discuss in your paper because there is lower funding for these disease relative to the burden of the disease. What are your comments on that? Yes, excellent point. In fact, the second major finding of our research was that actually on the whole we found that funding was well aligned to to the incidence of um, cancer as measured by sort of age, a burden of cancer as measured by age standardized incidence in children aged 0 to 14. Um, so for example, for leukemias or for central nervous uh, system tumors. But lymphomas actually stand out as being substantially underfunded. And we did actually ponder why this might be. And our assertion is that um, lymphomas are uh, much more common in low-income countries, especially Sub-Saharan Africa, because of Burkitt's lymphoma, where the um, incidence levels can be f uh, uh, double digits, sort of 30, 40 times more than what one might observe in, in the U.S. Um, so the funding is being allocated to cancer types in, that are more prevalent or that, that have higher incidence in higher-income countries, but less so to cancer types that are more uh, prevalent in low-income countries. So there's a misalignment in that sense. Um, so the low-income countries are not actually getting the funding. In fact, that is the third major finding of our research. So there's the misalignment in relation to cancer type, but also looking at the amount of funding, we found that 1.6 billion of the 2 billion um, of, of research funding was from U.S. institutions to U.S. institutions. And around 1.9 billion of the 2 billion was what we call internal funding, i.e. from mainly higher income, uh, high income countries, funders from high income countries to researchers in high income countries. So uh, in low income countries, very limited amount of the funding was actually going to low income countries, uh, which is obviously a big issue, given that almost 90% of the cancer incidence is in low- and middle-income countries. Yeah, so we've been discussing a little bit this lack of funding. How do you think funding has been progressing or regressing in the past few years for diseases such as childhood cancer? Well, in the early years, we found some encouraging signals that funding from 2008 to 2011, for example, increased. 
But then after 2011, we, we begin to see a relative decline in funding, and the funding levels have not really recovered since, with the exception of some funding for infrastructure, which skewed the figures. If we are to take that amount out of the analysis, overall funding for um, research for childhood cancers has actually declined since 2011. That is not encouraging, given that the incidence levels are rising, and given that the incidence levels are much, much higher than what we're what was estimated previously. Are there any important limitations to your study, especially regarding the data available from the Dimensions database? Yeah, I think as with any study, there are limitations, and we try to address these as much as we could. So Dimensions database, as I mentioned earlier, is a, is a very good database because it does provide, it's a unique source of funding data. Um, it provides objective data, is standardized, available by source, and also one can trace where these funds are applicated and categorize where they're allocated to. Um, and it covers um, a large proportion of the funding. And we're able to triangulate the data we obtained from Dimensions Database by going to the major funders, going to their websites, or actually reaching out to them. Now, there were some, fun some funders that were missing, or some funding also missing from the Dimensions Database. For that, we did secondary analysis. So we actually, or additional analysis, we actually uh, looked at uh, m major research organizations involved in childhood cancers. Um, we looked at additional funders from their websites. We tried to look at uh, their reports. We also did a bibliometric search uh, and tried to identify where the source of funding were for the papers published in relation to childhood cancer research. So we're able to find additional funding from sources and to institutions that were not uh, captured in the Dimensions database. So we're quite confident that we've captured the vast majority of funding for, um, uh, for childhood cancers in the period studies. And do you think um, there is the same level of information quality in high-income countries or low- and middle-income countries? Or do you think that sometimes it's difficult or more difficult to find information Yes, uh, very good countries. point. It's not just high, middle and low income countries. We've, we found that funding, we are able to identify more transparently and clearly funding from in the US, for example, partly because the National Institute of Health is a major funder of uh, research. Um, whereas in the European context, it was more difficult. It required much more w time and work to identify sources of funding partly because there's a large amount of philanthropic and smaller amounts of funding for childhood research. But given that the vast majority of funding comes from U.S. institutions and go-to-U.S. institutions, we're able to capture that. In low-income countries, it was very difficult to find if there were any funding for, um, for childhood cancer. And um, so that is an issue. Dimensions database is mainly for, um, they capture data from U.S. and mainly European countries. Now, looking forward towards the future, how can governments, funders, and uh, other stakeholders ensure that funding for childhood cancer research is equitable, addresses the right questions, and will have an impact on global cancer control? Yeah, that's a really excellent consideration for policymakers for future to take into account, given, given our findings. And I think there are two important considerations. The first is that amount of funding is not adequate or appropriate to the current and future needs. So the amount needs to increase, uh, needs to increase. And secondly, the distribution of funding needs to change. 
we identified, as I've mentioned earlier, that funding is predominantly from high-income countries to researchers in high-income countries. And the conditions in that are much, much more prevalent in low-income countries are not appropriately addressed. So that, that misalignment needs to be addressed by policymakers and funders. But another important consideration, which I did not mention earlier, was that when we looked at where funding was applied beyond geography and beyond the cancer type, looking at the, um, the stage of research, much of the research funding was actually for preclinical research, which of course, is, of course is very important because we need to understand the genetic basis of cancers and so we can develop much more targeted interventions for cancer in children. But very little research funding was applied to what we call delivery research. So a large proportion goes to preclinical work, then a substantial amount to um, clinical research or clinical trials, but very little on the delivery side. Now, why is that important? And why is it important to address this misalignment? Because uh, many of the treatments are available. They need, to be this, they need to be made available to low- and middle-income countries. But we need to understand what the barriers are to making these diagnostics and additional inter, um, and health interventions and treatments available in low and income countries. There's very little research in this. So we're missing a great opportunity to diagnose and treat children effectively in low and income countries. We need to know much more about uh, how we can translate uh, outputs and fruits of research in high income countries to low income countries and what could be done to improve care for children with cancer in low and income countries. Yeah, I suppose they're very different uh, healthcare systems yes. in these countries. Yeah. Well, thank you very much yes. for speaking uh, to us. Um, I think this was a great paper and I hope it's a, a success. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. You can read the results of this systematic analysis of research funding for childhood cancer in the December issue of the Lancet Oncology.